0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, let's get into today's episode. So today I'm going to be doing another review of the podcast series Fed Up. It's so, 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 so good. Uh, this one I'm going to do episode number four, which is entitled Who Effing Says That? But first, just a quick personal update. So I just got back from a Botox appointment. It was much needed. I've not had Botox in eight months, and it was very much overdue. So it's not fun, but I feel great. I love Botox. I think that anybody that can afford to do Botox, it is a luxury, um, but one well worth the expenditure. Um, I also, for anyone that follows me on Instagram, at the Diet Obsessed podcast, I went to Prescott last week and and had a blast so it was definitely very different from my San Diego trip where it was basically just all about drinking alcohol this one was also definitely very alcohol laden but we had way 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 more balance so we got up there and played a game a round of golf first on Friday which was really fun the course is beautiful up there it's much cooler Uh, and usually when I hit the golf course, I'll usually have like five or six drinks and just be sloshed by the end of it. Uh, this time the call, the cart girl was just not coming around. So I only had like two drinks and I also had a huge burger right before I played golf. So I did not even get a buzz, which... Uh, It was kind of disappointed (laughs) I didn't get a buzz, but I definitely knew I wanted to like have something in my stomach that was satisfying. And for some reason I was craving a burger. So I actually had two burgers over the weekend. Um, And I was like, right when I ordered them, I was, I was, I always regret it when I order a burger because I'm always fearful that I'm going to have a moment of like, I don't know, just be getting skeeved out by red meat. And I'm a girl that I like red meat. I mean, I like fillet and I like a burger. Um, I, I'm very choosy about what I eat, and I I do eat quite. I I, eat, I often eat just vegetarian meals. I'm not a vegetarian. I do love fish and chicken and 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 beef, uh, but I have been eating it less and less and less as I get older. And sometimes I'll order a burger and just when it comes, I just am completely disgusted by it and can't even eat it. So luckily that did not happen these two times. I, and I like a thinner burger. I'm more of like a quarter pounder versus a half a pounder. Um, I like a thinner burger. And so my favorite burger of all time is Smash Burger, as I probably have mentioned in a previous podcast. Anyway, these burgers were great. And so I had... So we so after golf, we were staying in a in a hotel like right in the center of Prescott. But it was really good. We could walk everywhere. You know, we did all the stairs from the parking garage and we were staying on the third floor, so we're just constantly going up and down stairs, and we walked everywhere. So it just got a lot of walking in. And then the next day we ended up going kayaking, which I thought my boyfriend had planned it because of the little talk that I had with him in San Diego about needing more balance and not just being about alcohol. It turns out my my friend's girlfriend planned it. So regardless, I was happy that we were going kayaking. So we went kayaking. I think it was called Lake Mead in, I could be mistaken, but it was beautiful. It was all these gorgeous red rock boulder type uh, rock formations and just stunning. If you actually, I'm, I need to post it on my Instagram. I did post it on my stories, but I didn't actually make a static post. So I'm, I'll, I'll do that this week. It was, it was really gorgeous. I want to take my mother there the next time she visits. Uh, but that was good. You know, we, we just went kayaking and, you know, got some nature in, which always makes me feel good. Of course, my boyfriend was complaining of the whole time. He's like, are we ready to go back yet? Are we ready to go back yet? And of course, he brought beer with him. Uh, but it was fun. It was really fun. And then we then we bar hopped basically the rest of the day, Uh, but again there was lots of walking, and um and I oh my god I found the best bakery so right outside our hotel there was this little grandma's bakery and oh I love a bakery and they had these and I'm not I don't really like ham and cheese but I wanted a croissant that had something in it and so they had these ham and cheese like pastry like croissant type things and they were incredible. So I got one the first day, and I ended up taking two to go with me the second day, and along with a couple cookies, and yum, it was so good. So that was, uh, I would say, a very successful weekend trip away, where, yes, there was tons of indulgent food, and lots of beer, and tons of alcohol, and all that stuff that I usually like to do on the weekends. But I also got a lot of activity, a lot of movement, got nature in. So it was it was a really good weekend. And then uh, episode number four of Fed Up got released on Monday. So I had something to look forward to after the weekend. Uh, so let's get into it. So this is episode number four of the podcast series Fed Up, and hopefully you're all as obsessed as I am over the series and this the drama. There's even more drama that I knew of, and I'm loving every minute of it. So this one starts out with Emily in the Hamptons, dressed to the nines, looking chic, and she's Uh, going on the today show. You know, she's got her business look going and you you hear the reporter come on, like whoever uh, for the today's show, the the like the news anchor is, and she's talking about, you know, the fashion influence and and consumers and, and talking about this F factor uh, situation, how consumers are, are demanding to see the COAs, um, which is, so this, I'm very familiar with COAs because we have to get, I'm in the cannabis industry for my other job and we have to get all the products lab tested. And so all of the products, products that we sell do come with a coa and in our industry we have to get a ton of different things like we have to get pesticides and potency and microbials and um um, like fungal you know testing for for fungus and all these different uh items and so it's a it's a I, i believe it's coa is um something analysis it's, I'm trying to think what that stands for. Anyway, it's uh, the COA is a document that the lab provides that does break down exactly what is in a product. And so, um, so basically, the reporter was saying that, you know, Emily came on and saying, you know, they won't release it. She's blasting them for it. You know, why wouldn't the this company allow the public to see this COA and all of this is actually pre-recorded. So Emily was pre-recorded for the today show, uh, certificate of analysis. That's it. Sorry. That was going to bug me. Certificate of analysis. Um, so anyway, so so she was pre-recorded for the Today Show, but then Tanya is allowed to actually go live on the Today Show. So, and Tanya's also dressed to the nines, very, you know, a business look. And she's live streaming in from Delray Beach, Florida, where they have a beautiful, beautiful home. And, you know, she's there to defend these... Uh, these, these allegations about, you know, her products and she's there to share the COA. So where Emily is saying, you know, why would a company hide that? Why wouldn't a company disclose the COA? She, Tanya's like, um, you know, she's being asked by the reporter, you know, how do you respond to people saying that these products are not safe for consumption and that you don't care? And Tanya came on and she was saying, well, because of these allegations, we are now releasing the COA. And so, and and apparently within the COA, they, there were trace levels of arsenic, lead, and lead. And you could in the Today Show correspondent ca- came back on and said, you know, our nutrition, you know, nutritional consultants did look at the COA and did find it to be within safe levels. And so Tanya then comes back on and said, yeah, she's like, of course, she said, it's a it's a natural product. We use natural um, ingredients in this product and she said anything that's organic and grown from the earth anything like a tomato anything that comes from the ground can have trace amounts of these these toxins basically um, but that doesn't mean that they're not safe for consumption because products are allowed to have a very very low level of these these toxins basically and these metals and um, and still be considered safe for consumption. So Tanya apparently looks like she's declared checkmate. And then, but Emily's DMs are filled with experts doubting that the COAs are real. And so Tanya then goes on to release the COAs for the vanilla and the unflavored, because that initial COA was for the chocolate flavor. And so so then a random post goes up that that's called, and and a new Instagram account is created called F Factor Facts. And on that account, which was an anonymous account, it said, are COAs enough to make you trust a supplement again? So then this woman comes on with an accent. I, I couldn't first place it, but I, my guess was English or Australian. Turns out I was correct. This is an Australian woman, um, beautiful accent who inserts herself and she's, she's saying that, you know, she, she doesn't understand why, you know, F factor, you know, why why weren't they responding and she said it looked very very sketchy so this woman's name is Romy. she's in France at the time of the pandemic when all this is happening and she's she's followed uh the story on instagram because she had been doing f factor for years and she was an f factor fan she had been doing f factor she'd lost weight on f factor um and she was just you know she had she had seen this instagram and 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 seen, uh, seen these stories being posted, and she was really scared over what Emily was saying. She was just really concerned because she's like, you know, I'm recommending these products to my friends and to my family and to my loved ones. And, you know, if you've recommended something that's poisonous or dangerous to somebody or not good for them... You you do feel concerned. You you must feel guilty. I mean, imagine how like the Madoff people feel. Imagine imagine you introduce your family members to Bernie Madoff and they lost everything. Um, so you do have to be careful who you recommend. I mean, I've learned that in business not to refer certain people. I remember this one time when I was working at Equinox, I'd gotten my friend a job at the spa, and I love this girl. She's one of my best friends, <clears throat> but she is a flake. And she. so her boss was this regional spa manager who was like, this woman was like on top of it. She was super business oriented, really smart, very, very professional. And she demanded the best out of her employees. And my friend, I mean, she's one of those people that you have to tell like you know, if if you need to be at a restaurant by 5pm, you have to be like, oh, the uh, reservations for 2pm, you know, literally like three hours ahead of time, because she's that late. And that carried on to her professional life, too. Like she was late every single day. And I would have like her boss would be like, Veronica, where's your friend? I'm like, oh, my God. And I'd be like, Melissa, where are you? Oops, sorry, I shouldn't have said her name. But anyway, she would not care. Um, But anyway, I was like, Melissa, please be on time. And... And just she couldn't do it. And then you know, for this job, you had to like build your business. You had to like talk to people, and you know, stand in front of the spa and like meet people, and you know, try to get them to engage with you and book a book a spa appointment. And literally, Melissa would be, "I love you, girl. Love you. You know, I love you." But this is you, and she she would like lean against the wall, and like she'd either be picking on her nails or in her phone, and just not engaging with anybody. And granted, she was going through a really difficult time. This time, she was going through a rough breakup and blah, blah, blah. But look, that's no excuse. She just, she was not a good fit for this position. Needless to say, she did not last long. Um But anyway, be careful who you recommend. That's the point. So anyway, so now then it gets back to um, so this, this girl Romy had been doing the diet since 2017. That's when she had first heard about it. And it kind of talked about her background, how she grew up in Australia and she had had IBS. And she had done IVF. So she was just feeling really bloated and, and not really good. And that she, you know, wanted to lose some weight. And she had heard about F-Factor. And so she bought all the Gigi crackers and said she started losing weight. Her hair got shiny. And she's like, I didn't really mind the GGs. And the F-Factor, the narrator to the story is like, really? God bless you. Because the GGs are like S- Apparently not that good, um, but she's you know this girl Romy said that she's you know used to eating high fiber in Australia, and so she found you know the F factor, uh, you know the GG crackers and the high fiber, you know it worked well for her system. Her system was really used to it. She was used to eating high fiber, low sugar, and she was someone that just always you know had an F factor bar in her bag. And so, you know, here she is, like happily doing the diet, happily using the F products, and then all of a sudden, she sees Tanya on in Instagram, and and she Tanya had done a live, and she's like, these are hateful accounts; they're spreading vicious lies, and so of course, she immediately gets curious. She's like, you know, why is Tanya on here talking about? hate and people trying to ruin her company and so of course she got curious and started investigating her and she's like all these accounts talking about this pointed to Emily and so and she's like all these these t- pointing to this fashion blogger and so she she so Emily was talking about it every single day. She was on her Instagram live every single day and everybody was going to Emily about it. And so she, she got obsessed. She's like, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit this. She's like, but I'd wake up in the morning first thing and I would check Instagram to see what the latest is. And so So she kind of started following all these stories of the people that had symptoms and she just, you know, she didn't know what to think. She's like, you know, she'd see these people showing rashes, but then she'd see, you know, gossip and she just got completely sucked in. But she was just confused because she couldn't tell what was real and what wasn't. She's like, there's no smoking gun. And Romy's like, well, maybe somebody else should get involved and try to figure out what's going on. And apparently this girl Romy had a journalism background. You know, she had this this corporate career in her past and corporate strategy. And at that time, she was just a stay at home mom. So she had plenty of time. You know, she's a very smart, smart woman. And so she created a Finsta account, which is like a fake Instagram account, and she's created F-Factor facts. That was her. And but her decision, she it wasn't about trolling. It was about, you know, just really wanting to learn the facts and to get the truth. And so she started kind of putting questions out there like, is there a class action lawsuit? You know, where are the products being tested? And, you know, she's like, and she's like, you know, why am I doing this? It's because I've been a happy F-Factor client and I want to know the facts so I can go on happily using the products. And she's like, it's really difficult to ascertain the veracity of these reports. And people need answers. So, you know, Romy took it upon herself to go and get these answers. Um And, you know, and, and she was fearful of getting attacked. And so she only used her first name. She put, didn't put anything that, you know, people could find where she was and troll her own social media. And so after she started posting these things, she, people started messaging her, you know, they wanted the answers too. And so, you know, the same questions kept popping up. And and the, the, the questions started centering around, where are all these F-Factor influencers? Where are all these influencers that used to talk about F-Factor and post about F-Factor? They've suddenly disappeared. Like, what is going on? Why is this happening? So all these people are like digging and searching and trying to learn more about the mysterious F-Factor rumors and why this is happening. So then the story gets back to Tanya. And, you know, F Factor, the brand, was based on her blood, sweat, and tears from Tanya. You know, it's, it's very much her. And there's really no F Factor without her. But the influencers were also critically important to this brand and, and helping to build the brand and helping to get these very high net worth people, you know, chatting about it and using the products. And, and Romy didn't understand why the influencers were silent. She said that they had deleted all the F-Factor products and they had deleted all their old posts about F-Factor. Now, that is super, super concerning. I mean, it's like when people break up, you know, you can kind of tell that someone's broken up, broken up because there's no pictures any, anywhere of their ex anymore. And so, you know, things went wrong. So... So why, you know, what did the influencers know that Romy didn't? So Romy ended up throwing up a poll and she's like, should the former influencers speak out? And of course, everybody wanted to hear from these influencers, but the influencers were staying silent. And so, of course, that just made all of Romy's followers just start digging in deeper and deeper and deeper into these influencers accounts until they could figure out, there's definitely was something going on. And what they figured out was there was this thing called the F-Factor Ambassador Lunch. And this this event is this super, super bougie, fancy event where Tanya flies all of the biggest uh, Instagram influencers into New York. And so then you hear Tanya coming back on and she's like, you know, these ladies host some of the biggest accounts that support F-Factor. They do so much to build the F-Factor brand from the way that they share their recipes and the tips. And, and we want to celebrate them and bring them this, to this event. And this is a time for us to bond and connect. It's a day field, filled with F-factor meals and gifts and, and F-factor experiences and surprises. And I mean, as she's describing, I'm like, I would like to go. Uh, I mean, it sounds amazing. And uh, so apparently what happens here, of course, it's like, super healthy, but really delicious meals. There's like cooking experiences. There's probably spa experiences, although I don't know that they didn't mention spa, but people did get like Louis Vuitton wallets and just, you know, and, and the narrator's like, yeah, I, I I would like to go to this. Um, and so, you know, so Romy's, Romy's like, yeah, she's like, these influencers have this like amazing experience. And, and the followers were convinced that something had happened at that event but they weren't posting about it it seemed that they were they, they were hiding the secret and so so they def- just kept digging and digging and digging because this event that's normally highlighted and posted and and bragged about and 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 all typically, there's a lot about it, but this one just seemed like a flop. And they were trying to figure out like what happened at this specific event. So now enters Jewel the Bee. Now, I tried to find Jewel the Bee on Instagram. I did find her, and she has a private account. I did follow her, but she hasn't accepted my follow yet. Hopefully, she does. I am curious to see her. Um, but this influencer's name apparently kept popping up. Um, and apparently she was a longtime follower and a client of F Factor. And, and she was a very, very vocal supporter of it. She would post all the time. She would dance around in her kitchen and talk about F Factor. She would make all the recipes and share them. And so she was, she was thought of as like one of the tippity top, uh, F Factor influencers. And, and it seemed apparently that her and Tanya were, really close and that, that Tanya genuinely loved her. But apparently she came late to the F Factor ambassador lunch. Um, and she, and, and she, now, but Jewel kept coming up. Sorry, I was just trying to figure out my notes. But um, Jewel kept coming up because they could tell from all the people digging about this, they could tell that Jewel was like a critical element to this story because she had been so vocal. And then all of a sudden she just, it was like dead silence about F-Factor. And so she had heard that Jewel showed up to the F Factor Ambassador lunch in a in an F Factor branded onesie, and apparently someone had found out that Jewel was called a sheep in in wolf's clothing, and so. So they kept digging and digging and dinging. And Romy ended up doing a post where she tagged all seven influencers that were at the lunch to try to find answers and be like, what is going on? And apparently one of the influencers, it was actually surprising to me. There were only seven there. That's, that's a really low number, but they must have had huge followings. They do keep talking about how huge these followings were. I mean, Jewel the Bee only had like 10,000 followers. Not that that's nothing, but, um, but anyway. So apparently one of these influencers immediately blocked Romy. And then a week went by and then it happens. One of the influencers breaks the seal. And so Romy said, okay, we have answers now. And so you can hear one of the influencers in this kind of like slightly raspy voice. You're not a girl's girl, Tanya. You never fucking were girl's girl you're far from being a girl's girl and she's like this girl's like mad you can tell she's dropping f-bombs she's not happy and so and then so this is this woman her name is adrian morris and so she ends up going and doing a live and she's like let's talk about this ambassador event First of all, I am extremely nervous to talk about this. My heart is pounding right now. It's been over a year. I've been keeping quiet. It's just been an extremely upsetting thing. And so you're hearing her talk about this trauma that she's suffered. And I'm just like, what happened? And so Romy said she had been absent for months and that she had actually and when you're an influencer, you post mul- typically, you're posting multiple times a day. So for somebody to just to go radio silent, you always know that something's going on in their life, and it's usually not a positive thing. So apparently this this Adrian woman who had been an influencer, had been just completely silent and off the gram for months, and she'd actually changed her Instagram handle to say awkward, awkwardly authentic. And she had removed dozens of posts and she ended up going live for an hour and a half to get all of this F factor, um, the story about F factor off of her chest. And so she starts sharing, you hear this Adrian girl come back on. And she said, the post that I made yesterday that talked about how I went through a depression in 2019, it was because of that lunch." She's like, I started F-Factor because I needed to lose weight. She's like, no, I actually, I wanted to lose weight. She's like, I was in great health. She's like, I wanted to lose weight. I ended up relating to the F-Factor diet. I really connected to Tanya. I thought she was amazing. And and she's like, you know, when Tanya, and, and, and one day Tanya actually shared one of, my posts, one of my stories, and she's like totally like blown away. She's just so honored that Tanya had shared her story, and she's like, "Oh my god!" She's like, "Wow!" And she's just and and she loved it, and she loved connecting with her followers. And she's like, "I felt so special," like, and apparently, like all of her followers, you know, loved her f-factor content and so you know as she's sharing this she's basically kind of like excusing why she's been off she's like look i loved connecting with all of you you know her followers she's so excited to attend this event she was she was completely blown away and honored when when tanya invited her to it she like cleared her complete her schedule she's like i am there she's like this is an incredible opportunity and so so apparently Jewel had told Tanya that she wasn't going to make it to the event. And Tanya got very, very upset. And apparently... Um and so you know Adrian's addressing like the elephant in the room like the reason and and there'd been all this chatter about what happened at this lunch who was jewel to be what happened to jewel like there's all this gossiping happening she's like Adrian's like let me just address this elephant in the room jewel had basically said i'm not going to make it to this event and Tanya just got irate about it she's like they ended up having it out at the at the day of the event Jewel ended up feeling really bullied by Tanya and felt kind of like forced to go. And she's like, that's why she was late. And so apparently that day she she did wear an F-Factor branded onesie, which, I mean, that seems like support. (laughs) I don't know whether it's like, it seems like a good thing to do. I mean, I would imagine that all the other women were like dressed to the nines, but I mean, she's branded. So that- you know, that's kind of a positive thing. Even if you're showing up late, if you show up in like if you're wearing my company logo, like I'm happy about it. But apparently she missed like the afternoon cocktails, and there was a meeting in the morning, and she just showed up at dinner in the onesie. And and you know, it sounds like she was probably underdressed, but um and and so apparently when she walked in, Tanya was actually speaking at the time. And Tanya announced yeah, and Julie and I got it in, into it a little earlier, but we're fine now. And she said, and Adrienne describes it, it was extremely awkward. She's like, because no one knew the backstory. Like no one knew that they had a little tiff or that they had had words or that there was anything going on between them. But then everyone was like, and probably especially Jewel was like, what the F? Has Tanya been like... Well, Jewel was like, has Tanya been talking shit about me the whole time at this event to all these influencers? And so Jewel probably got like the mean girl vibe, the, oh, I'm in trouble with, with this Tanya person. And it seems like she's been gossiping about me and she's kind of putting me on blast in front of everybody. And, and so, so the influencers end up leaving the event. It's the end. And they're posting gratitude towards Tanya, like influencer life, hashtag effector approved. And um, but Jewel is like super upset and she ends up calling Adrian and just starts going off and starts talking to her all about her past with Tanya. And she's like, you know what? She's like, I'm done with this relationship. And and Adrian then decides to call Tanya and tell Tanya the story that Adrian just shared, or I'm sorry, that that Jewel just shared with her. And instead of like, being grateful that Adrian shared this, it's kind of that old adage of like, you know, don't kill the messenger. But you know, the messenger typically does get murdered or killed. Uh, Tanya ends up turning on her and being like, Why would you let me talk? Why would you let her talk bad about me for an hour? A real friend would have defended me. How could you not support me? And so the narrator's like, Casey's like, "Uh uh-oh, now I'm in trouble too. Now I get why Romy wanted to be anonymous. And so you hear Adrian come back on and Adrian's just like completely in shock. She's like, I, this is, this is not what I expected. You know, she, her heart's beating out of her chest. She's just regretting that she said anything. She's like, and then Chanya just drops a bomb and says, you know what? Jewel never even liked you. When I told her you were coming, she was like, ew, that girl. And Adrian, then she's like, she was so offended by that. She's like, who fucking says that? She's like, Tanya, that's who? What kind of person would say something like that? And you can just tell that she's like, so upset by it. I mean, her voice is shaking. She's like, you know, I've thought about that comment ever since she said it. And she's like, what a bitch. She's like, now that I've processed this, and I've had time to just like, think about this. She's like, I'm just like, like, I'm supposed to defend you. Like, I don't know you. Like, I've known you for like a couple hours. Yeah, I do your diet, but I don't know who you are as a person. I'm supposed to go and like, like, I'm not your friend. I'm not going to defend your honor. I don't know that you're honorable. I don't know you. And so, you know, it, it, it does sound like Tanya got offended and was just trying to hurt Adrian. I would doubt that Jewel actually said that, but I i, I mean, who knows? And, and Adrian's not, didn't really like sit there and analyze whether she thought Jewel really had said that. She just took offense to Tanya and just assumed that Tanya, it, it really was coming from Tanya. And so- so Romy comes back on. She's like, this looks very bad for Tonya. She's like, you know, there's... there's so now the the there's a, the, the suspicion that something was wrong from this lunch, that there had been a falling out was confirmed. And the reason for the falling out, apparently, was that Jewel had used some of Ingrid's inulin products and that they were actually really working for her. And so apparently she had, like, posted about them and was talking about these... Ingrid, as we remember, is another one of Tanya's arch enemies only because she started talking about fiber and using some of the Gigi cracker recipes. And now, Lin, I did look up, is I think it's chicory root and it, it is like a source of fiber. So, and I don't know when she created this product, but I think that's part of why Tanya is so threatened by her because. She has developed this product that is a fiber-based product. It's it's different from F Factor. It just looks like straight, like how I p- put like collagen peptides into my coffee. It's like this just this bag of powder. That's kind of what this Inulin product from um from Ingrid looks like. It's just it looks like just this can of powder. Although the F-Factor powders are powders too. So, you know, maybe Tanya, you know, had a, a right to be a little bit concerned about some competition. But the reality is there's room for everybody. Um, you know, women should support women and they have different products. And it does sound like Ingrid was supporting her. So ideally, you know, you can support other women in business. There really is room for everybody. Um, But anyway, Ingrid Delamere, that's her full name, you know, she's the one, you know, that's, that's the, you know, Moroccan, very tiny, thin, Pilates-driven woman. And, um, and so, so now Romy's realizing how tied into this story Ingrid truly is. And, you know, and, and that everybody's kind of proceeding with this investigation. And, you know, look business is and can be cutthroat. I personally believe in playing fair. And I believe that there I do believe that there's room for everyone. Now I've gotten paranoid about my own competition in in business, but I never play dirty. And I've had people play dirty against me. Like there's a competing service here in Arizona against my service. And they went to some of the physician partners that we had and they were like, don't partner with them, partner with us and we'll do X, Y, Z. And I knew that they were lying about what they would do for X, Y, Z. They were just trying to get this these doctors to drop us as a partner. And I'm like, that's really underhanded. Like I would never go to these doctors and say, don't work with them, only work with us. I actually think that that makes The person look bad to the partner, Um, and I'm sure this pays off for people. I mean, you know, we're I'm about to go into mediation on September 7th with the largest cannabis company in the world. It's totally David against Goliath, and you know we're hoping that we come out on top. I mean, my life has been you know in crisis mode the last like eight months because of this crazy situation that happened. It's actually been five months. It seems like eight months. But um, yeah, so that's finally happening. We finally have a mediation date. Of course, they have all the money in the world and all the attorneys in the world and are dragging their feet while we just bleed dry. And that's why people are scared of Tanya. Um, You know, Tanya has a lot of money, she can pay really, really famous attorneys to bleed people dry and, and sue them. And it is scary for smaller people, you know, people that don't have as much money, people that have smaller businesses, like you do fear the repercussions of, of what the competition might do against you. And so, you know, like lots of, lots of operators out there play dirty and they play vicious. I personally couldn't sleep at night if I was doing some of the things that this company that we're going up against did, but Hey, we all, we all have, we all choose our own choice. Right. So I'm going to keep, you know, keep along focused on my path and, we shall see who ends up victorious. Uh, it could pro- it could go to the end of October. We shall see, but I will keep you updated. You're going to hear me in a really good mood if it goes well. And you're going to hear me in a really upset mood. If it goes bad. So wish me luck. Anyway, that is it for today's episode. Um, please follow me on Instagram at the diet obsessed podcast. Um, please leave a review for this podcast. So wherever you listen to podcasts, just scroll down to the bottom, uh, check a couple stars off, um, or all five of them. If you're so inclined, leave a review, let me know what you think. And next week. So another episode of fed up gets released. There are two more episodes. So I'll do number five next week and then number six, the following week, and then we'll move on to new content. But I hope you guys are all enjoying this as much as I have, I have been. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.